You're listening to episode 51 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. This postage stamp farm was a longtime cumin with Michael Sheever, owner of Herbaceous Limited. Prosper, flourish, bloom with your people, your close-knit group, your clan, straight out of area code 419 with the most cutting-edge, controversial, and enlightening information from the most knowledgeable experts in everything mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. I'm your host, Rose Hollow. Hello, tribe. Don't you just love a pun? What are we if we can't have fun, right? I'm a poet and don't know it. (laughs) Anyway... Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you joined us for yet another interesting episode from a cool person from Northwest Ohio who is into health and organic gardening. Uh, This episode's guest is Michael Cheever. He's the owner of a tiny herb farm called Herbaceous Limited, and I am so surprised that on 121st of an acre that a person can do so much. So this guy, Michael Sheever, lives in Toledo and he has the perfect trifecta of food industry experience, some gardening love and experience, and also a business degree. So he took all these things and put them together into this herb business. So he talks about that. And he is um, the founder and the owner of Ohio's first and only all herb farm. And he calls himself a flavor guru. So we get to talk to him tonight and Uh, This is a really interesting concept. I think especially for those of you out there who have a very small yard or um, don't want to take up a lot of space with a vegetable garden or something, this is a nice alternative of something that you can do to bring some flavor, some fresh flavor into your kitchen and um, share with your neighbors because It sounds like this is sort of a void that needs to be filled in Northwest Ohio, and Michael Sheever is doing his part to fill this void, but um, it's kind of a cool concept for those of us who who don't want to go into, like, full-time gardening or garden on a huge plot of land, so just something to think about. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors of this podcast in the meantime, and also our... Um, energetic um, and um, always there for me, volunteer and intern. So first of all, I want to thank Matt Hollow, my husband from Deep Roots Wellness. Um, As you know, he has opened his own private practice in Defiance, Ohio. And if you're interested in a holistic uh, counseling appointment, you can call him at 419-239-2113. I also want to thank Galen Spiegler for coming back to intern for us after a leave of absence for health reasons. So welcome back, Galen. We're glad to have you back here. Um, If you out there listening are uh, interested in some interesting conversations online on Facebook, you should get on and find us, find our discussion page. So you would go to Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. 
page, the public page, and then on there you will find a link to our private discussion page. And on that page, every week, Galen posts interesting um, observations and links and conversation starters that have to do with the subject matter that we talk about on this podcast. So if you're interested in joining in on a conversation about everything holistic health, make sure you join us over there. I also want to thank Danielle Small from Naturally Simplified. She has really been a huge help to me as far as getting graphics and uh, pictures done for the podcast for social media purposes and for our Buzzsprout site for each episode um, artwork that we do. So thank you, Danielle, for doing that. And I wanted to mention that she is doing a DIY hand soap workshop on September 15th, so mark your calendars, and it is $25, and I believe you get all the supplies that you need to make this hand soap, and she tells you what you need to do and why it's a good thing to try to make your own um, non-toxic hand soap. And you will have to check her Facebook page or Cabin Fever's Facebook page for the time because it has not yet been announced as far as the time. But that is September 15th. So um, you can look her up under Naturally Simplified LLC on Facebook or go to naturally-simplified.com. So thanks again, Danielle, for your support on getting this podcast delivered. All right, so we're going to get started with our episode. I hope you all really enjoy this. I think Michael is a natural um, interviewee. He's great behind the microphone, and um, enjoy. Hey, Michael Sheever. Hey, how are you? I am great. How are you doing tonight, and how is your family? Um, We're doing better. We've been uh, passing around some cold or something going on in our household the last couple of days. And I hear that you, yeah, well, I hope that you all feel better soon. And I hear that you have a baby in your arms right now. I do. I have little Jolene. She's a little over three months and she's currently sleeping. So she might have something to say in the middle of the podcast. All right. Hey there, little Jolene. Nice to have you on the podcast. It's our first baby on the podcast. <laughs> so, Michael, I'm going to start out with the question that I ask all my guests. What or how are you thriving in the 419? Yeah, so uh, with what I do, being a small local business, growing wholesale herbs for local, other small local businesses, I would say that honestly, like the way I'm thriving the most right now is uh, just getting to meet other you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners and finding out, you know, there's a lot of, a lot more people, uh, been, like once you scratch beneath the surface a little bit in Toledo that are really coming up with some pretty cool stuff and building Toledo up more of a, in a grassroots sense, which is pretty amazing to be a part of that. Yeah. And I could say that about greater Northwest Ohio as well. Since I've started yeah. doing this podcast, I am pleasantly surprised at how many people are into um, holistic and healthy living. So it's kind of exciting when you start to meet other people. Absolutely. 
Very cool. So can you tell us about your farm? What's the name of your farm? What's special about it? How big is it? Where are you located? All that good stuff. Sure. So uh, the name of the business or farm is Herbaceous LTD. Uh, We are listed on paper as the first and only all herb farm in the state of Ohio, where herbs are the only thing we grow. Uh, We do have edible flowers, but that falls under the category of herbs. And uh, we just sell to local restaurants, as I had mentioned a little earlier, and uh, soon to be in some of the local grocery stores as well. And believe it or not, it's all run off of, uh, we're in our second year, uh, off of 121st of an acre. Uh, It's roughly around 30,000 plants. You can cram a lot of herbs in small spaces. Wow. And hoping to move up. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So you have a... a pretty big... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you have a farm on a postage stamp. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, That's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're hoping to uh, go from 121st of an acre up to a full two acres. I mean, you know, 40 sometimes bigger than what we're, we, we are currently at. That's a big jump. Wow. That's amazing. Well, that really speaks to me because I live in the city of Defiance on a very small lot. So that's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So where are you located? Are you in the city of Toledo? Yeah, we are. So uh, where the farm is, is in South Toledo uh, near Hilling uh, Reynolds, or on Hill near Reynolds. And it's on the same property as the University Church. And they do a program over there called the Agripreneurship Program, where they lend out land uh, for someone like myself trying to start up a small agricultural business. Uh, that way there's you know very little risk. You don't have to go out and buy your land and find out it's not your thing and then be stuck with acreage. And so hopefully I'll be moving from there at the end of this year or the beginning of the next year to my own plot. Oh, what a great resource. That's That's really yeah, cool. Great. It's pretty amazing. They do like community gardens and stuff over there too, as well as education. So I kind of, you know, while I'm there, I get to dabble in a little bit of everything that they have going on. Wow. That's very neat. I love the collaboration aspect of that. And it seems like churches have a lot of times unused resources that can be such a benefit to the community. So I think that's really neat. Yeah, it's amazing. I've talked with uh, the pastor and some of the other people there before, and it's fascinating. A lot of times you'll go by churches, and you'll see acres upon acres of grass. Uh-huh. Not being used for anything, just being mowed, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why Why do we have this acreage if it's when we have hungry people around the corner, or people that need you know, a source of income? And so I applaud them for that effort. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Matt Hollow owner and licensed professional clinical counselor at Deep Roots Wellness. My holistic counseling practice is now open in Defiance, Ohio. I love seeing people who are open and interested in exploring the mind-body-spirit connection to overcome stress and anxiety and bring yourself into balance. I want to help empower you to be your own healer and the master of your life's journey. Call me today at 419-239-2113 or check out my website at www.matthollow.com. That's no W on the end. I accept private pay, insurance, and some Medicaid. 
So how did you get into herb farming in the first place? You said you've been doing this for two years. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been in the culinary uh, world. Uh, my brother used to own a restaurant in Pennsylvania. And when I was in junior high and high school, living out here in Ohio, during the summer, I would go back and work with him. And he had a professionally trained chef that I would go and learn a lot of stuff from when I was working with him. And when I moved back out here to Ohio more permanently and uh, after high school, I was already starting to manage some restaurants and working in other aspects of the food industry, as well as doing landscaping. And so once oh. I got my own a lot, yeah. So <laughs> now it all makes sense. Little, it does. And I went to school for business. So it's uh, you ah. see, kind of putting all three aspects together, kind of consolidating my life, if you will. Excellent. And, so it's like the yeah. perfect trifecta coming together. Actually, yeah, actually, it's pretty amazing. And it just started out as doing some, doing some home gardening at my house. So, you know, because I like good food and Herbs are expensive, and I yeah. wanted to be cheap. I didn't want to go to the store and buy, you know, three pounds of oregano. That'd be a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So I just grow it. And having friends in the food industry, when they'd come over, they'd ask, you know, if they could, you know, buy or purchase. I'm like, no, you're here for dinner. You just take some home. And after a while, they're like, all right, you need to do this. Because a lot of the chefs in Northwest Ohio and now also up in Southeast Michigan, they buy from up to 17 suppliers for herbs. And that that's when my business mind will kick in. I'm like, wait, what? what? No one's doing just herbs. And if you think about it, you go to a farmer's market, you have these big farmers with all these tables and maybe a shoebox full of herbs at the end of their table. Yeah. Interesting. It's time for a quick break. Does holistic life have you frazzled? Naturally Simplified is here to save the day and time, offering non-toxic alternatives to everyday needs using only organic and wild-crafted ingredients. Small batch formulas that can be customized for your specific needs, plus new workshops that cover an array of holistic health reservations. Join the Naturally Simplified Facebook group for a full list of events through December, which include CBD. Is it? Can it? Will it? essential oil safety, and DIY foaming hand soap. Essential oils, balms, sprays, and more now available at Indigo Therapeutic Massage and Spa in downtown Defiance, Ohio. For store hours, available appointments, and all the information you need to start living your life free of toxins, visit naturally-simplified.com. And this company is a company that I have personally used and can testify to its quality. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so you have found the right niche, it sounds. Yeah, it's, it's scary finding it, though, because, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm the first, on paper, I'm the first and only one in the state of Ohio. And we're kind of in an agricultural mecca. So why has no one else done it before? And that's a, a scary question to ask, because I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> well, I can't tell you, but it sounds pretty cool. So you had okay. mentioned... Yeah, you had mentioned that you grow flowers, that flower edible flowers are considered an herb and yes. um that you that they're edible, which um I remember when I was a kid, my grandma used to use flowers from her garden. She would actually do something to them. She would 
crystallize them or candy them somehow and use them for cake decorating. That's about as far as I've ever gone with eating flowers. (laughs) So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing, uh, like any of the herbs that you see, they all have uh, blossoms or flowers on them. Uh, if you let them get to that point, and those are all edible, and they have the exact same flavors as the uh, rest of the herb plant, maybe just a little bit more mild and a little bit more sweet from whatever pollens are in there. And they're really good to toss in salads fresh, uh, put in soups, and to help make a broth out of. Uh, you can make teas with some of the basil blossoms. They're really tasty. And uh, like you were mentioning, what your grandmother used to do, I know a lot of uh, bakers will take like the pansies or the impatience, and they'll coat them in egg white and uh, dip them in sugar and let them dry, and they become, like you said, this crystallized candy that's really fun to decorate and really tasty to eat. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. There is a a caution to edible flowers. That is, most flowers you see are edible. However... If you can't just like you know go to a garden and pick you know a daylily, which oh man, daylily petals when grown properly taste like butter. They're delicious. Oh but really? The root, yeah. However, the root systems are the, the the bulbs or whatever you would buy from a store to plant. They're usually treated with all kinds of chemicals and stuff to make them uh, less susceptible to bugs and other things. <laughs> so you can't actually eat those. So you do have to be very careful. You can't just go out and pick a flower just because it's on the edible list. Oh, all right. I understand. So you have to really kind of know, I I guess you would have to do your research before you start to eat flowers that you grow in your garden. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like all of mine, I've grown from organic seeds and I know where it came from. I know how it was grown and all that stuff. So I can guarantee any of my clients or whatnot that it is, uh, you know, perfectly safe. Right. My uh, two-year-old just got out of the bathroom. She's running down here yelling for me. That's okay. It it might be our first two-year-old on the podcast too, unless, I don't know, maybe my two-year-old has, I have have an almost two-year-old, and I'm sure that her voice has made it on before as well, but um, just accidentally. (laughs) It happens. It happens. So I know I have kind of been following you on Instagram a little bit, and I'm really intrigued by some of the things that you've posted regarding um, GMOs and organics and those types of things. And you just alluded to that a little bit. So can you tell me Mm -hmm. how do you feel about GMOs, factory farming, organics, and all of that? Yeah. So uh, factory farming, that's, that's going to be a tough one because, I mean, factory farming doesn't necessarily mean huge. It means, you know, that it, it's not grown in dirt. It's not grown outside. It doesn't have real sun. Or maybe it does, but the way it's produced, they add all kinds of certain chemicals to encourage fast, quick growth and, you know, to make them big and uh, no bugs will touch them so they don't have little holes in the leaves. It's, a lot of times if you find a, uh, a restaurant that, that it serves organic, the chefs will turn away leaves that don't have bug holes because they're like, wait a minute, there's something not right about that. Oh, right. Uh, like, they should have bug holes if they're outside in nature. They, they should have bug holes in them. Right. They should not <laughs> but, look perfect. 
exactly. They're not, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, test tube plants, I guess you could say. And is and like uh, pesticides and stuff. You know, you got to be aware of a lot of uh, the pesticides that some of the factory farms use. Um, I haven't seen like any of the how they researched and figured it out, but you know, I've, I've watched documentaries where they mentioned that like some of the pesticides used is leftover Agent Orange. <laughs> That's why the farmers have to wear white hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. That's scary. And so yeah, that's why that's I don't watch documentaries very often anymore because I they scare yeah. me too much. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a part of the reason why I got into growing because you know I want to know where my food came from and. Uh, but definitely always ask the farmer or ask the person selling the product if they can't answer the questions. There's something wrong there, you know, like. A lot of times you can go to farmer's markets and that's where the farm is and they have no idea because they're actually just resellers. And uh-huh. uh, so always, and, but if it is a true farm and they're going to be excited, they're going to be proud to talk about their farm and tell you where it is. I even ask you to come visit, you know, so don't ever be afraid to ask questions. And uh, I guess going on with like the GMO thing, like same thing, ask questions. Like, if it's not certified GMO, why? Like, I personally can't be certified GMO free because um, there are, there at one point was only a, a handful of uh, different basil plants. Now there's like 50, 60 different types of basil plants, but that all has to do with cross-pollination because of bees and butterflies. So they have mm-hmm. been naturally genetically modified. Uh-huh. And so some just because something says uh, you know, isn't labeled genetically modified doesn't mean that, you know, it's, it, or yeah, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, but basically GMOs is a touchy one because not all GMOs are necessarily bad, but when they're using chemicals and uh, doing it, in, you know, in labs, literally, that can be some pretty scary stuff that they're using. Like, for instance, uh, I was reading recently there is only one apple available in the entire world that is not GMO. And it's oh. somewhere, I think, in Tibet in the mountains, and there's like seven trees. Every <sighs> apple we have now is a crossbreed from those and from grafting and regrafting. And no tree can, or no seed can grow a tree of an apple of the same tree it came from. Right. So every apple, other than those few six or whatever it is in Tibet, every apple is a genetically modified apple. Wow. Interesting. So that tree in yeah. Tibet is like the, the tree that um, Eve picked the um, forbidden fruit off of then. Right. <laughs> yeah, like this, I guess it's like actually like monks that take care of that small orchard and like, you know, they treat it like gold. Yeah, I bet they do. That's really interesting. I had never heard yeah. that before. Yeah, and it's, for- it's fascinating. For our listeners, if you missed episode 50, which we're actually recording this interview before this comes out, but episode 50 is going to be the um, low inflammation diet, how to read labels and GMOs with Dr. Jenny Flaghar. And she goes into an interesting discussion. It's a live episode and she goes into an interesting um, discussion with the audience about GMOs and she touched on a couple of things that you just mentioned as well. And that's, that's um, yeah. another good one to listen to if you're wondering about GMOs. So anyway, I wanted to throw that out there. 
So yeah, that sounds great. So what is the easiest and most versatile herb we could try growing in our home gardens, even if we live like right in the middle of the city? Yeah, definitely. So uh, anything low to the ground, honestly. So you have like your thyme, your savory, your uh, oregano, and all of those have multiple varieties of each other. Uh, mint grows really well. you got to be careful with it because if it's not in a container, it will take over your neighborhood. Yes, I've um, had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it will, and I've seen it come through the sides of containers and reroot in the ground and take over anyhow. Uh, but a lot of the a lot of the herbs that we know of today, uh, like basil, uh, tarragon, uh, well, English tarragon isn't so bad here in the States, but like French tarragon, a lot of that stuff has to be replanted every year. It, they're all tropical plants. Uh, but... Yeah, usually the rule is if it grows close to the thumb or if the stem is square, which alludes to it being part of the mint family, it'll grow perfectly fine. So you have sage, which is part of the mint family. If you ever, like, grab a sage stem and feel it, it's a perfect square. Oh, and Same thing okay. with uh, tarragons and your different varieties of whether it's spearmint, peppermint, julep mint, etc. Those will all grow really good in the area. And those are perennials, meaning they'll come back each year? Yep, they will come back each year, and they will be bigger each year. <laughs> cool. Great advice. I didn't know about the square stem thing. I've kind of dabbled in some herbs a little bit, um, but I never sure. I never heard of that. And I know some of them come back really well, like mint, unfortunately. <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> and then other but things stage. don't. Yeah. But like sage, even though it's part of the mint family, it won't spread on you. It'll stay its individual shrub, and that shrub will just get bigger each year if you let it. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. So now you had mentioned that you are selling your herbs at this point. So who are you selling to? And I'm wondering, like, can our listeners purchase herbs from you, or or are you selling to um, restaurants and things like that at this point? Yeah, so I'm selling to restaurants at this point, uh, wholesale, uh, direct. Mm -hmm. um, I also go through a group in the area called Fresh Spoke, and that makes okay. it easier for uh, local businesses to find local products. And say, for instance, uh, there's a, a restaurant in the area that wants 30 pounds of savory. I don't know why anyone would need that much, but if they do, you know, I can say, I only got eight pounds of savory available, then they will go find the next closest small farmer that's organic that has savory and so forth until that order is filled, making sure that it's all local and ethical product. Uh, otherwise, people can just call me direct, email me, text me, uh, visit my Facebook or Instagram page. But uh, I was also selling at the farmer's markets last year. I'm not doing that this year. And probably won't return to the market. It's just herbs are a very hard thing to sell in bulk to individuals. Uh huh. Once they're they're more than welcome to message me, and I can't tell you how many people I've just met, you know, out of the uh, property, and you know, got them whatever it was that they were looking for. Oh, cool! So, can you tell us how people can find you on Facebook and Instagram? Are you on under Herbaceous Ltd? Correct. Yes. Okay. 
And I'm going to put that in the show notes too. I'm just writing it down. And for anyone who's listening, it's H-E-R-B-A-C-E-O-U-S-L-T-D. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, do you want to give out your phone number? I have it here in front of me, but I wasn't sure if you yeah, wanted to. That is fine because my number is okay. all over the sites anyhow. Okay. So your number is 419-270-0318. Correct. All right. And people can find you on freshspoke.com. Can you just quickly tell us what Freshspoke is? Because I think this is a really cool concept. Yeah. So it's pretty young. Uh, it started in Canada, and uh, they're using the Northwest Ohio region as kind of a, a testing ground for the state, mm-hmm. and it's going over really well. So it's for wholesalers, or, well, for retailers that are local to buy uh, local wholesale product. So, for instance, you can, like a restaurant could hop on there and find Turkey Foot Creamery or... Uh, I believe Ream Farms has product on there. I myself have product on there. And then a lot of the uh, restaurants in the area have accounts on there. And they, all you got to do is type in what they need or go to a, go directly to the, the storefront, as they call it on the website, of the wholesaler they're looking for. Very cool. And you said they're testing this out. It's a Canadian organization but they're testing out the northwest ohio region for the states yeah and uh, mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be spreading pretty quick uh it's going really well uh the gentleman uh that's kind of taken charge of that scott delaney he is actually was the director out at the university church and was the one that invited me to uh come out there and put up my my business out of there on their land Ah, small world. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. So it's kind of this really cool circle. Um, the interesting thing was, I guess going back to like the beginning, I couldn't even find, I couldn't even legally buy land in the state because there's no zone code for an herb farm. <laughs> and so really, Scott heard about that issue. Yeah, he offered me a spot out there. So I've been out there for, this is my second year. And Hopefully it'll be sad partings, but hopefully I'll be moving out of there at the end of this year or beginning of next year. Yeah, keep us posted because I am curious to see where this goes and um, how it goes. Absolutely. And also, uh, especially for listeners out there that don't have restaurants or grocery store, uh, I can't exactly name the stores yet, but if you stay posted, I just got my shipment of the plastic clamshell casing and labels and they'll be uh, in grocery stores soon. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I love it. Fresh, local, yeah. organic herbs. Wonderful. That's not something you see every day. Yeah, very it cool. It is not, unfortunately. And most, yeah. of the, most of the herbs in our grocery stores, even our local grocery stores, come from Virginia. So mm-hmm. definitely keeping money in the in the region, you know, instead of sending it out of state. Love it. Love it. Well, I love what you're doing. I love your enthusiasm. And we here at the podcast are very passionate about um, eating local and eating organic and healthy lifestyle choices and all of that. And herbs are such a great way to make kind of boring, healthy food taste good and and be, you know, fun. So yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. All right. You take care.
Hey, you as well now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time. Keep thriving.